Welcome back to the Gare the Bear Show podcast. We're live on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcast. Hope you guys have had a great last few days, last week, since the last episode we talked and hung out for a little while. Hope it's been well for you. I've had a really great week, had a really great time, worked a little bit, went to visit my sister for her birthday, and a whole vibe. So cool stuff has been happening, but today's podcast, I've got a topic in mind. And I've got some, I've even got some, I mean, I'm organized today. I've got it, I've got it going good. We got a point. We got some, some, some information to back up and stuff written down. Like works, we're set. Also, Brent, happy Easter, man. Appreciate you. You bet you as well. But I've got six tabs pulled up here to assist driving up my point, driving home my point, literally just thinking, when's the pod? The pod's now, my friend. Now or never. It's, it's now. Um, so I was thinking this morning. Literally, when I make the podcast, usually the topic that I talk about, I don't come up with until the day of, which if that doesn't describe how I am as a person, I don't know what does, but anywho. So my, my initial thought, I was thinking, excuse me, I was thinking, what do I do on YouTube? YouTube is my main gig. So let's just say on YouTube for this. And this also applies for everything, no matter what you do in life. Take what I say today and contextualize it to your own situation because I think there's a lot of value to be had from this conversation today. But what my thought was, was, okay, what sets me apart? What do I do that makes me so special, right? What do I do? What do I provide that makes me worth watching over anybody else? You know, I have it written down here. I said, what makes me so special? And what do, what do I do in my content that makes my content worth consuming over somebody else's content? Why would somebody be scrolling in their homepage, see my video versus another video and say, I'm going to click on his instead. Cause at the end of the day, everything we do is a choice. We always are choosing, right? You choose to click on this video versus this video. You click to like the video or scroll past, or, you know, you're always picking, you're always picking and choosing. So that's a loaded question, I think. Why why am I so unique? How am I so unique? And what makes me unique in, in the first place? And there's a couple of different ways I want to think about it, right? I've got my own self, me as a human, as a person. What makes me unique? And then, this is something I've tried to decipher in my life, my content. What makes my content unique? Because something that you got to keep in mind is you and what you do have to be two separate things. You can't just be what you can't be your work. You know, you can't just be your work. Because that that ultimately leads to a lot of different things that humans need, you know, relationships with other humans and things of that nature. So, how am I unique and how is my content unique as two separate entities? And I have a little quote written in here. I want to say this basically word for word. Millions of people have dropped out of college. Some dropped out to work. Some dropped out to help families. Some dropped out to do YouTube. So when you when people talk about their situation, it makes them they they feel special about it. But in the in the grand scheme of things, everybody has done it to some degree. Um, So many people have done the same thing, but the more specific you get about their situation the more unique their situation becomes. That's where my tabs come in. I have all these tabs pulled up 
I've got a bunch of different questions chucked into Google. My first, my first question that I did was, how many different YouTube channels are there? How many exist? Care to venture a guess? Comment, chat, leave a review on the podcast, whatever. However you can leave feedback, let me know what you think. There are 51 million YouTube channels. However, most YouTube channels don't post any content at all, which makes sense. So 51 million channels, that's like 51 million accounts, essentially. Every YouTube account is a channel, the way I understand it. So there's 51 million YouTube channels. So I saw that and I was like, well, there's a question in my brain. How many YouTube channels are there that post content? You don't even have to post consistently. You just have to have content. Okay, actually, let me see here. Yeah, active content creators. So that that implies that three to four million that consistently make content. That, that's not too far off, but it's higher. So ones that actively post content, YouTube has roughly 15 million active content creators. And with an average of 500 hours of content uploaded to the site every minute. Those, these creators are highly active. We got a lot of content pumping out. So in, in other words, your uniqueness, it's got to be good. Because you're competing with 15 million people every minute. Which, if you want to stress somebody out, just show them these things. But I'm using them for, for talking purposes, so I'm not worried about it. But 15 million, that's what's wild is we'll never see a lot of it. Exactly. That's a great point. We're never going to see most of this content, which is wild. Because some people will be uploading uh, an hour-long video to get two views at three minutes per view. That That's that's an hour and a half of content or whatever, but it's not getting viewed. It's just being uploaded. So that's you probably can cut out. I bet, honestly, you could cut out 250 million of those, or I'm sorry, 250 of those hours because probably those amount aren't even getting viewed. But anyway, that's not really the point. The point is, one pe- one person is competing with 14,999,999 other people, other creators that are competing for the space that YouTube has. So, that is 15 million people that have one thing in common. That thing is they create YouTube content. And I can bet you that that's not the only thing that those 15 million people have in common. Another question I asked Google was, how many people have ever dropped out of college? That is the answer they came up with. It wasn't exactly what I was looking for, but it says in 2021, approximately 1.4 million Americans had competed. I'm sorry, had completed four or more years of college, but had no degree. Um, based on six years of data, men have a 4% higher dropout weight, dropout rate than women. Not really important. 31.6% of the students who enrolled in 2015 were no longer enrolled in 2021. So, take that, do with that what you will. What percent of people drop out of college? Approximately 40% college dropout rate every year. Only 41% of students graduate after four years without delay. So, if you drop out at any point, that's that counts for the 20, 40%, I would assume. So, Let's just say for this, 40% of people drop out of college at some point. At some point, Maddie, hello. So we got 40% of people dropping out. That's cool. So that's a lot of people. Let's just say that. How many people are enrolled? I don't know. 
I didn't look that up, but I wonder, let me look that up real quick because that's important. How many people have enrolled in college period 50 million 15 million 15 million students are enrolled in an undergraduate program i'm assuming that's right now let's go with that let's go with that right now 15 million people are enrolled in college <laughs> which is funny because if you remember 15 million is also the very same number that youtube has active content creators so there's 15 million people that are actively in college right now that are pursuing a degree undergraduate students what they said and chloe says hello gang what's up gang and then we have 15 million people also creating youtube content so surely of those two separate groups of 15 million there's overlap somewhere precisely one creator per average student enrolled but surely statistically there's got to be overlap to where there's undergraduates also creating YouTube content. I was one. I knew like three. Surely there's going to be some. Okay. That just automatically. So what that shows you is not only are there 15 million people enrolled, but there's also probably 40% of those that are going to drop out. So there's some YouTubers that graduated. There's some that didn't. So that automatically makes each of their situations more unique. Now, how many people are there in the world? 8 billion. There's 8 billion people in the, in the world right now. On planet Earth, 8 billion people. According to world population clock, there's 8 billion people live updating. If it dropped to 7 million, I'd be worried because that's a big number. Billion's a big number. But there's a lot of people in the world. Now, another question. Another question I have is, how likely are you to win the lottery? We're talking like win, not just win like a hundred bucks, we're talking win the big money. Okay, the odds of claiming the jackpot in a Powerball drawing are one in 292.2 million. So this says, to put, to put this in perspective, you have a one in 122 million Let's see, 1 in 1,222,000 chance of death or injury from lightning in a given year. One, and you have a 1 in 57,000 chance of dying from a hornet, wasp, or bee sting during your lifetime. Now, what's crazy here is, go back to how many people live in the earth. Or, yeah, how many people are alive right now? 8 billion. Billion with a B. Billion is a thousand millions. And that's a lot of that's a lot of people. That's a lot of millions. Cause think about this: a thousand people can fill up a gymnasium. So easy, easy. We're talking like shoulder to shoulder. So a thousand millions. That's a billion. That's insane. So with that in mind, with that sort of contextualized, with that with that all put into perspective, the final question I have is: What are the odds? of being born at all, of, a, of merely existing, what are the odds? What are the chances? And they have a number for this. They have a number for this. Make every act... Bleh, sorry. You have to account for babies, toddlers, and young children. Facts. Make every effort to grasp that. Here's the here's a number. One in 400 trillion is the chances of you being born at all. One 
and 400 trillion. That's not that's not billion. That's trillion. So trillions are a thousand billions, which are a thousand millions, which are a thousand hundred thousands, which are a thousand ten thousands, which are a thousand thousands. One in four hundred trillion are the odds of you even existing at all. So with that in mind, with that in mind, with that in mind, surely not everybody is unique because there's so many people. Surely, surely there's duplicates. Surely there's duplicates. I, I disagree. I don't think there's duplicates. I think people can physically look similar, but like you've heard of doppelgangers that they look similar. They've got similar physical traits. But also, going back to the college and the YouTube thing. Yeah, there's people that do two things that are the same. Go to college, make YouTube videos. But these people have lived anywhere from 18 to like 24 years of life. At the, you know, During that particular stage of their life. Every second of every minute, of every half hour, of every day, of every month, of every year, of every 10 years... Something different is happening to different people. Everyone is unique. Chloe says everyone is unique due to their personal experiences and interests. Precisely. That's essentially the point. Is yes, there's billions of people that live right this minute. And there's 15 million people doing the exact same thing. At the exact same time. All the time. But there's still. There's still so many infinite possibilities. There's probably a number. But even still. No, because there's, you can't even, we can't even fathom how many things there are to do, not to mention how many outcomes because of minute details that we do. So like, say if I were to shoot a basketball, if me and a million other people were to shoot a single basketball, there's so many minute and just eensy schmeensy, teensy weensy possibilities of what could happen. Like, obviously you could, you could break it down simply. Make the shot or miss the shot. But also, how many of us have experience shooting basketball? How many of us shoot left-handed? How many of us don't use enough of our legs when we shoot? What's the differences? There's so many little bitty details that go into these things that everyone's, like, whether you want to, everyone does it slightly differently. And everyone does it at a different, everybody does everything at a different pace. With different background, with different experience, with different interests and experiences and different things they care about. So let's get back on track. There's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of people and everybody does different things. We're all extremely lucky to be here at all. Because we could be a blade of grass. You could be a ball of gas in space. You could be a flower. Could be a dog. You know, it could be anything. But you're born to be the most intelligent species of animal in ever that we are aware of, that we are aware of. Surely there's, you never know. You never know, but we're not, that's not, that's not the topic of conversation. That's not it. Hey, we are all stars in our own universe, my friend. But we're going back down to earth here. When it comes to the things that we do in our own sort of, like, I'm looking at my content. I'm looking internally. What are things that I do? And this is extremely difficult because I've been trying this all day. And I cannot figure it out. 
I mean, I can, but it's, it's not as much as I would like to. But look inwardly at your own thing, whatever you, whatever you're doing. Think about, okay, what am I doing? I'm gonna go with my example because I'm me and I know it. What am I doing making content that is unique? What do I do with what I'm doing? See, I'm a 21 year old guy. I make YouTube videos, same as 15 million other people. What makes me different than 15 million other people? What makes me different than all the other people that are successfully doing or trying to accomplish the same exact thing as I am? Which the 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 success the success spectrum is one that's you know what is this, what is success anyway on YouTube? Like to me, success is being able to do it. Period. If you're in a in a place where you are safely able to make YouTube content about things you're passionate about, you, you've got it made. But anyway, what are the, what there's, let's boil it down even further. I make YouTube videos, same as 15 million other people. I make vlogs and a podcast and shorts, same as probably one or two or three million other people, potentially. I don't know. I don't know. We could look that up too, if we wanted to, but that it, it, I think even anymore, I think the definition of vlog has kind of stretched a hair and it's, it, it's really up to the creator's interpretation at that point. But it's, the, I think one of the things that I think about, okay, so like what makes me unique compared to 15 million other people? I, I have something here. I have my thumbnails. I personally am proud of my thumbnails and I, I think the artist in me loves making the thumbnails. I think they're some of my some of my favorite things to do on the YouTube is the whole process. There's every there's eighteen thousand different things to do as a part of this process. I think the making of the thumbnails is one of my favorites. But here's one that I thought of that makes makes it seem a bit more large. It kind of um, it kind of mirrors the fourteen or four hundred trillion or whatever. My own personal inspirations, not only that, like what creators inspire me, not only just the specific creators that inspire me, but the combination of creators that inspire me. So me, myself, and I, I am one of 15 million that has a one in 15 million set of inspirations. So we've got our Casey Neistat's of the world, our Gary V's of the world, our Van Neistat's of the world. Are this people, this people, this people. This precise grouping of creators that I consume on a regular basis that inspire me to create what I make. That say let's say, let's say everybody has five people that they just watch all the time. And they're inspired to create based on those five people. Now not only are it, not only is it extremely improbable to have the same five people as your group of inspiration, remember one of 15 million people will have a five grouping of creators that they're inspired by. Not only is it wildly improbable to have the same group of people, but it's wildly improbable that person, me and person 12,000 are going to interpret the other people that we're inspired by. Like say if me and another person are inspired by the same people, it's wildly improbable that me and that other person are going to interpret those five peoples that we share, their content, it's, it's wildly improbable we're going to interpret it the same way. So 
not only like if if the if the statistical improbability of us having the same group of creators that we're inspired by is the same, it's very unlikely. With that information said, it's very unlikely that we're going to even interpret it the same way. Like I'll make a vlog that I think looks like a Casey Neistat vlog. That person twelve thousand six hundred eighty-two will make, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's 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 terrible." But they themselves creating it thinks, "Well, this is actually pretty good." You know, this is this is this is even though it's like objectively, it's it's so different. Okay, let's get to the chat here. Brent says, "As a viewer, I think the putting yourself into a box of content is kind of regressive, because you're putting your eggs into one basket. It's beneficial to see yourself as a content creator." as opposed to a vlogger, because people would be more inclined to see your content creation as opposed to being just a vlogger, which is a kind of dead term. I think I think that makes sense. That makes sense. I think I've seen, a, you see a lot of people that are, that identify as content creators now. Right, you said terminology, not content. That's, that's facts, though. Like, you see a lot of people that are content creators, and I think that's a really good way of thinking about it, is it's, it's not really based on what you call yourself, but it's what you actually are and what you actually create. And really, that's something I've struggled with since the beginning. Since August 21st of 2019. I was like, my first video was a vlog. And I didn't really like, I wasn't even comfortable calling it a vlog. Because I didn't really know what a vlog was entirely. And I didn't, still, I don't even think there's a definition. I think vlogging is a video blog. And a blog is like... I guess a person writing about their own experiences, telling their own story via writing. I, I don't know, but I agree with you there that, that it, it's it's. I think it's better to co identify as a uh, content creator because it's more broad. Because I mean, everybody that makes literally every soul that makes YouTube videos, fifteen million of us, we're content creators. We create content, regardless of what the content is. You can be more specific, but that's when nuance comes in and it's harder to identify. And then Chloe says, and your interpretation of things is based on your own experiences. Precisely. So that makes it even more improbable because me and person 12,000 and something, like the same exact creators, make, cre make art, make videos based on those creators' inspiration. But we interpret them differently because what Casey Neistat makes hits me just a little bit differently than it does person 12,000. And the other millions of people that consume his content that actually make stuff because they're inspired by him instead of just being inspired and not doing anything. So there's so many factors. If you've ever done, everybody's went to middle school and high school that here as of that I'm aware of, you did those things where it was like the probabilities and you know, you did the one, you know, the, the math problems where you have four different colors and you're trying to set them into pairs. How many different combinations can you make? You could totally apply that to this. You could totally say, okay, there's 15 million content creators. Now, predict that, assume that each one of the 15 million is inspired by five of the 15 million others. How many possible combinations of five, of groupings of five, how many possible combinations are there with a pool of 15 million? That's an awful lot. And Brent says, just due to the evolving nature of YouTube, vloggers, gamers, reviewers kind of fall off and begin to explore more opportunity spread their content to other platforms. Content creator to me is the term. I think I agree with you. I think I think I, I, I like that I like that sentiment because I see that a lot. I see that a lot where I see lots of people, I think short form people, they talk about everything under the sun. 
But they say if you you don't want to create yourself into a corner. Same with anything in life. You don't want to. It kind of goes back to what I said earlier. You don't want to be your work. You don't want that to be who you are. That's something you do. That is what you do. That's not what you are. So like I am a content creator. I create content for a living, hopefully one day. But I'm also 18 other things. And if you if you become, if your self-worth and if your identity gets wrapped up in what you are, which, or I'm sorry, if, you're, if your self-worth, if your self-worth and your identity gets wrapped up in what you do and what you make, then how are you going to be able to sustain what you do and what you make if you're, you, as a human, you're always evolving, you're always changing. So as a human, once you go through these changes in life, as, as small as they may be, maybe you just aren't into that thing anymore that you do or make or whatever. Say you're working, say you're an accountant, for example. If you're an accountant, but all of a sudden you get a little, you, you know, you, you, you go to uh, an art museum and you see this one piece. And for some reason, this piece grabs you in such a way that inspires you to no end. So you go back to your nine to five accounting job and you're thinking, man, this sucks. Something about that piece of art changed me inside. And I, I look at life differently now. So if, if this person is wrapped up in being the accountant and not being who they want to be, then how are they ever going to evolve? So being, being liquid I think it's what I want. I think that's the word I'm looking for. In what you do, being liquid, I don't know. Being able to change is my point. Being able to change is is part of being a human. Moderation is key. Good point. You don't want to become fully engrossed in what you do. You want to have a life outside of Taco Bell, for example, because that's what I do. Being diverse, yeah. I just my my main point in that was being able to change. Just being, I don't know. That's not the point. Either way. But like, what I one thing I think, whenever I, I work 30 hours a week, 31 hours a week, but it doesn't matter. I work 30 hours a week at Taco Bell. They're not paying me to talk about this. They're, ba- they're barely paying, they're, ba- barely, they're barely paying me at all. <laughs> but that's, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, I work at Taco Bell, 30 hours a week. Not as much as some people, which I'm grateful for because I would go insane. But I catch myself an awful lot trying to take it like subconsciously. So how I am as a person, whatever I do, I want to do it as well as I can. I want to, I want to go hard and I want to be the best at it. I want to be the best at whatever it is I'm doing. Being a, I want to be the best at making tacos. I want to be the best at anything. But this is the example. I find myself taking my paycheck job too seriously. And there's a line here because taking pride in your work is one thing. I take immense pride in what I do at Taco Bell. And it may sound silly because it's Taco Bell, but it's it's work to me. It's I take pride in it. Whatever it is I'm doing, I take pride in that job. So if I'm going in on my, on my clothes, I take immense pride in making sure that the job is done well and that the, our, our, our drive-through speed is up to par where it needs to be and our numbers are made because I'm, I'm a manager, so I have to kind of keep track of that kind of stuff. I take immense pride in that because that's that's who I am. 
I take pride in what I do. But oftentimes I catch myself getting really frustrated and really stressed out over things that I know don't matter. Like, yeah, I take pride in doing things well at work. But when things don't quite go my way due to circumstances out of my control, like customers taking forever doing things, I get stressed out about that even though it's nothing. I, I can't do anything about it. So what I, what I catch myself, I catch myself getting super stressed out and taking it way too seriously because it's like, yes, I take pride in my work, but at the same time, I am not my work. So my self-worth shouldn't be intermingled with my work, my work. Brent says, no, no, every job holds value. You are providing a service. Don't sell yourself short. Appreciate that. And I don't, I don't think I've ever really considered it like a menial job. Like I'm always, I've always been like gung ho, proud of my work. Like I don't, I don't think I don't have that mindset of, oh, I work fast food. It's whatever. But I also acknowledge that while I can take pride in my job, I can also just acknowledge that it's my paycheck. I get paid to do this stuff, to show up on time, do my thing, and to go home. They don't, they don't pay you extra to go super, super hard. I just do that because that's how I am. That's who I am. I don't just half-ass my job at Taco Bell. Sometimes, but that's, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but they don't, they don't pay you any less for that, right? You, you work super hard, they don't pay you more. You work super soft, and you don't get any less. You get paid for your hours. You get paid for your time. But either way, the point is, if I don't get, if I, if, if I acknowledge that it's just my work, it's not who I am, then we just, it's easy to just move on. But sometimes it's hard to get, it's hard when I get caught up in that because I really want to do that well. I know that, I know that I want to do my best, so I try my best. But then, then that the ego gets in the way and I'm like, well, I got to do better than everybody else. I got to, but that's not important. That's not important. So that kind of stuff stresses me out. But I try my best to not get caught up in it. So, whew, man, that was a little that was a little tangent. But I think it was valuable. I think there's a lot of value in that kind of thought because everybody, I'm sure, has that idea of, do I work too hard? But it's okay. It's okay. But I do a lot of things on my YouTube channel and in my content in general that I think... There's a lot of things that I think it's hard for me as the creator to see it as, you know, a unique thing because I got it because I know where I got it from. And so it's hard for me to see it as unique when I'm essentially stealing it. But also it's, it's good for people that are objectively viewing it to say, that's really cool. This is something that teachers need to remember. We're not superheroes. Absolutely. Chloe says that Chloe's a teacher and it's, you can't do it all. You can't do it all. You can do everything within your own individual control, but out of your own control, you can't do it. There's no amount of hustle. There's no amount of caring. There's no amount of work ethic. There's no amount of anything. If it's out of your control, it is, it remains. So it will never be in your control. It's out of your control. If, if, you know, if somebody is at my drive through speaker, running my speed up and taking forever, I can say, 
go ahead and pull forward. And they can, they can sit there. Now, I could call the cops if they get obnoxious. And people behind them are going to honk and all kinds of crazy stuff. But if they are just relentlessly, then we can do something about it. But that kind of stuff, I can't keep that from happening. I can just react to it. So it's like that old saying. Life is, what do they say? Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. So in, in, in your work, in your content, in your teaching, in your anything. It's always just, you got to go with the flow. It's, it's hard and it's stressful. And it, it's so much easier said than done. But got to go with the flow. And I think one's ability, one's ability to go with the flow makes one unique. Because some people, everybody's, everybody's different. Everybody has different skills. Everybody can do different things and at different degrees. Some people do, some people speak really well. We're going to tie it all back to content creation, I promise. Some people speak really, really well. Some people are really talented as far as getting shots, getting angles, and understanding visual um, composition. And other people are really talented in the post. They can edit. They can fix audio. They can do all the after stuff. They can do the, the, the timeline, the cutting, the audio, the animation, all of that. They can do that. And then there's people that are just the personality. They can, they can just be on camera. They have, the, they have content in their soul. They can just do it. And then there's those of us that are kind of that are kind of jack of all trades, master of none with all of those. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I messed something up. We'll just edit it out. It's cool. We'll fix it in post. But then there's people like me that are, like I said, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I don't think I'm a master in anything that I do. Anything from pressing record to pressing upload with titles and everything added in there. None of that I'm a master at. However, I think I'm decent at all of it. I can do all of it to an acceptable degree, which makes me unique because a lot of people don't ever do it because I, I just can't, I don't know how to edit or I don't make good thumbnails or I don't make good titles. And then there's some people that are like, dude, my thumbnails, perfect. However, the content's crap. So my view duration's crap because somebody clicks, they realize it's garbage and they leave. And then there's people that make a beautiful video. But how is, any gonna, how is anybody going to watch this video if the thumbnail is garbage and it makes them puke and throw their phone against the wall? Exaggeration for effect, but you understand the point. So everybody has different, everybody has different skills in this space. And everybody has different degrees of skill. Some people are better at this than that. And some people like myself are just kind of, they're... they're average or average to above average in almost everything at least that's just my own opinion that's me sort of objectively trying to look at my own skills maybe i'm worse at some things that i think i am maybe i'm better i don't know that's not the point the point is everybody's got different skills everybody's got different skills everybody can do better at certain things that's totally cool but the another thing that sets people apart is how hard they work to improve on those things how hard do i want to work to improve on my speaking 
how hard do I want to work improving on my thumbnail? And you know what? That's a, here's a little side tangent. I think that's why I brought my podcast back. I think that's part of why. But as I'm making more episodes, it feels like it's why. It feels like I do the podcast to improve on my ad-libbing, my speaking, my ability to talk without relying on editing because I don't edit these. These are just, I mean, I'm freaking live on YouTube right now. So how can I rely on post-production if there is no post-production? The only thing I do editing-wise for these podcasts is I cut it in half to slip the podcast ad read in there. And Brent says, pardon the interruption, but congrats on the increasing views on the latest videos. Thank you, Brent. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, Hopefully we can sustain that. I would really be happy sustaining that. I think big, big thing for me with these has been the thumbnails. I've been improving the thumbnails like crazy. And again, I've I've just been putting more time into them. I've just been being more conscious throughout the day of this is going to be a thumbnail picture, taking a picture, doing photography for the thumbnail. But again, that's one of those things. I just want to make them better. I'm consciously trying to make them better. So they're getting better. And if they're showing concrete results. The Harry Styles concert thumbnail is my favorite. Dude, that was an awesome thumbnail. I was really happy with that. And with the assets that I had, I think it was really good. I could have made it better had I spent more time previously making assets for it. But alas, it is what it is. Imagine the concert brand. Oh, it was so good. So good. But, okay. Let's round it up. Let's round it up. I think we've made some good points here. I think we've made some excellent points. I think there's been some good interaction. So thank you guys for hanging out in the chat. So to wrap it all up, how am I unique? Like, What do I do that makes me so special? What do any of us do that make us so special? We exist. We have a four, one in 400 trillion chance of existing. And somehow, all of us here, we managed to do it. So for that, I say... Good job, gang. This is Diet Sam's Cola, by the way. Good job. Congratulations on existing. Any of you out there that are listening to this or watching this, hello. And congratulations on existing because it's extremely improbable that you're here right now. But good job. You were the fastest swimmer or however else it happened. I couldn't tell you. But either way, it's extremely improbable that we exist. Therefore, Every single one of you has something special. You are all special. You all have something unique inside of you. You all have something to give. No matter what life throws at you, no matter what happens, no matter what situations you're thrust upon, you have something to offer. You have something to offer your job. You have something to offer your family. You have something to offer everyone. So you individually, all 8 billion of you, All 8 billion of you are unique in some way. There's that something. Everybody has that something. You just got to find it. Championship mentality. Brent, let's go. This winner was a winner, baby. Let's go. Thanks so much, guys, for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you. That was a freaking awesome talk. I love this episode. Favorite episode so far, easily. (sighs) Again, thanks so much for hanging out. You all are very special to me and to the world. And I'll see you guys next week.